summer atmosphere and it's amazing because tonight I am talking about worship and some of the songs I've been singing today now trust me worship has so little to do with your voice and some of the songs I've been singing today I come in let all the other names fade away until there's only you. Now forget, forget the voice. Uh, forget them. Uh, is there anybody with my voice in the... And tonight, I'm trusting God if you came in with a sickness. And there are three moments that we have. By the time you exit, you are not going back with what you carry. Want to salute the father of this house. Put your hands together. Let's appreciate the fine man. Hallelujah. You have, and I am not saying this because Pastor has contracted me to, you have a good pastor. He's dedicated to this work. I often say, you know, if the classmates of Kwame Nkrumah knew that he would become the first president of this country, liberate this country from the hands of the colonizers, I am sure they would have treated him better. You need an eye to see a person become something before the person becomes the thing. And I say this on authority that your pastor is a man going somewhere, a weapon in the hands of Almighty God. proud of you. Fine God. And if you are seated under him, I want you to know that God himself brought you here. One of the deceptions is to think that you chose the church that you attend. No, the Lord ordered your steps. He knew what you needed and who should cook for you to eat. And so he brought you into the right place. And he gave you a mother. This the most cutest mother in the body of Christ. And um, let me say this quickly, and this is very spiritual. What I say is very spiritual. Um, if you want to know whether the pastor can really see, a, he's a prophet, and can see your future, look at the woman that he sees to get married to. If he himself can see, can see. And your pastor can see. He can see. There is, there, is, there is enough love in the atmosphere. Um, it's good to see you once again and sit under your ministration, Pastor Emmett. If you have your Bible before you sit down, don't sit down, just pick your Bible. And if the Bible is yours, I want you to, with gladness, tell somebody this is my own Bible. No, you can actually say this is my own phone and things like that. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm 
brought two men with me, uh, Pastor Jekti and um, Minister Ben, who is my armor bearer. Thank you for coming along. I thought that they should enjoy the service with us. I read from Deuteronomy chapter 6, the verse 4. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. I read to your hearing. Hear, O Israel. Hear, O prayer temple. The Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. I want you to note that. You love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. So tonight's service, whatever I'm preaching, you teach your children. And shall talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. Which means you have your own house and you sit in it. He did not say and you shall talk of it where you rent. He said when thou sittest in thine house. So I want you to note everything I'm saying. And when thou walkest by the way. And when thou liest down and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. And they shall be. As frontless between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees. Which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord. Which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. That thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shall swear by his name. Ye shall not go after other gods. Of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you. Lest the hunger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. Ye shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye tempted him in Massa. Ye shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes which he hath commanded thee. Father, bless your word. Holy Spirit, I need you. We have come to this conference to meet with you. Speak to us. Instruct us. Show us your glory. And let this moment be a moment we will cherish forever. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated if you want to. Once again I say a big God bless you to the host of this conference. The prophet of God. A man that God loves. And God has anointed for this season and time. Every religion around the globe is involved in some kind of worship. Whether it be Islam, or it be Jainism, or it be Shintoism, or it be Hinduism, or Baha'i faith, or it be um, 
Rastafarianism. I won't forget that guy. Regardless of what they smoke, they worship something. Or Gnosticism, or Buddhism. Every religion is involved in some kind of worship. But we understand, according to Acts chapter 4 verse 12, that there is neither salvation in any of them. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And I want you to note the word must be saved. Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 13 that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There is no religious leader that was able to claim that they could by any means give salvation to mankind. And what I am saying is true None claimed that they could by themselves save mankind. The true test for the authenticity of a religious leader who claims that they could give salvation to people is death and what happens after their death. In Acts chapter 5, we find Gamaliel, whom the Bible says was a, a doctor of the law, speak. Among the Sanhedrin, when the apostles were brought before them, and Gamaliel said, we were here when one Theodos came around and claimed to be somebody. But when he died, the movement scattered. And then he cited another guy. He said the guy was called Judas. And he also came in the times of the taxing. And he had a gathering following him. But when he died, the gathering scattered. Because he said, if these guys, that Jesus they claim is truly somebody, then let's give it time. And after 2,000 years and over, they have given it time. And the movement that started in Jerusalem is represented right here in North Legon. With people still worshipping. But it is not just the people that worship. It is what changes in a man when you encounter Christ. You see, when you truly encounter Christ, the change is not artificial. When you truly encounter Christ, all of a sudden, if you have had appetite for alcohol, it vanishes. You don't need to go through some therapist and some counselor. When you have, and I'm talking, I know there are people here, don't raise your hand yet, we are not there yet, we'll get there. That you, you knew that the day could not pass without your lips tasting some strong liquid. But when Christ enters into your heart. Now, if Christ is in your heart and you're still drinking, then I'm not sure of the kind of Christ. And I hope it was not produced from Asia. Because if the Christ in your heart is original, the change is real. I didn't mention any country. Why? Because if you truly encounter him, he is the one who, nobody, none of them, none of them, none of them stood and claimed they were the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that claim is very huge. No one comes to the Father. No religion will take you to the Father. 
except by me. If they don't mention me, they can't go. And when they had slain him, they had put him in the tomb and sealed the tomb and put the seal of Caesar on the tomb on the third day without anybody encouraging him. He bounced back. The Bible said there were many witnesses. So this faith is not like the others. This faith has witnesses. This faith, it was so real that the apostles were ready to die death that was not natural. The only person among them that died some kind of a natural death was Thomas. When Thomas tested and he said, if I can put my finger, and you know why he's called Tommy, because Tommy he'll figure. I said, if I can put my finger in there and test whether he really is physical. And when he had tested and seen him and said, my Lord, he left for India, walking on his bare feet to witness of him. And his tomb is still in India. This faith has witnesses. But why does Christ have to come and die for you? He came to die for you so that that dominion that Adam lost will be restored. And that fellowship that Adam lost will be restored. One of the greatest goals of God in your life is not just for you to come to heaven, but for you to be a thorough worshiper and a true worshiper. It was so important for him that when he sent his son to come, even when the son's time was up and he has to go to Jerusalem to sacrifice his life, the Bible said he said to his disciples that I must needs pass through Samaria. Why? Because there was a woman in Samaria who all through her life has been seeking to give God true worship. And the father said the son must pass through. Samaria and encounter this woman. Why? Because true worship has always been the heartbeat of God that we will have that fellowship with him. And so tonight I came to share with you a message I have entitled 100% Worship. 100% Worship. 100. 100. Without boring you with several definitions, worship you should know by now, it's more than singing of songs. I think it was Matt Redman who sang the song and said, I'll give you more than a song. For a song in itself is not what you have required. And oftentimes we just think erroneously sometimes. All of us are carried away to think that the worship was the singing and dancing time. It is part. But Deuteronomy chapter 6, the verse 5, look at it so that you can take, don't take my word for it because you don't know me so well. Let's refer to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. It says, you shall love the Lord your God. <laughs> and because the, 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 the writer knew the hearts of people, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Do you see that? All your heart. Because somewhere, somehow, and I know you are born again, so you have stopped doing that, but some of us, when we're not born again, you could love many people at the same time. Mm. 
But I know you have changed, but I'm talking about your former life where you were in three stable relationships. If you're the one I'm talking about, tell somebody I have repented. All right, okay. And he knew. He knew that if he doesn't state it, you will bring the same kind of attitude to your worship. First of all, he says, hear all Israel in the verse 4. Hear all Israel. The Lord your God is one. Not two. Not three. One. And therefore, love the Lord your God with all your heart. With all your soul. With all your might. Covering the spiritual, the soulish realm, and the physical. Every being, every part of your being must be dedicated to loving him. Worship is substituted with the word love. So I came to talk to you. Because we could come here and speak and talk about a few revelations. But I'm trusting God that when I have left you. Even though you are a true worshiper, your worship will change. It means the usher. Are the ushers here? It means the usher who is cleaning the chair. It is worship. But if you only clean the chair because somebody will supervise, then you didn't give God worship because it must be mingled with love. It means when you are sweeping this place and cleaning the washroom, you are doing it with joy and love because it is not about the person who will be using it. It is about the God you are serving. It means you might be a bank manager and you might be the uh, CEO of uh, uh, some company, a million company limited. But when you come into the house of the Lord, you know that it's about your worship. And therefore, you can strip off all the degrees and pedigree and come before the Lord and sweep the floor. And you do it with joy. And what if your workers and your subordinates see you? They know that you are doing it unto the Lord, but not unto man. What if you came and the other ushers did not come? That doesn't matter at all. Because you did not come here because of them. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? It means if you have been in this church three years, four years and doing nothing, I'm talking to you because worship is more than you just giving an offering. What can you give to the God who owns everything? He says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, which means everything that is in the world is the Lord's. Before Ghana discovered the oil, the oil belonged to the Lord. Before you were paid your salary, the money belonged to the Lord. As a matter of fact, anytime you take out your offering and leave some in your pocket or your purse, what is left is for the Lord. What can you give to the one who owns everything and lacks nothing? That is why anytime you give, now get there, but let me just go ahead of myself. Anytime you give, never let it ever cross your mind. I pray for you that you will never lose it. Never let it cross your mind that you are the one sponsoring the work of God. He is self-sufficient. He is almighty. Self-sufficient. Hey. Habadabaya. The Lord is mighty, self-sufficient. He lacks nothing, needs nothing. 
He is not our classmate. He has existed before any of us came. He knew what I would become and he knew what I would be saying today before I came here to say what I would be saying. He has always been. He was before the beginning began. When the Bible says in the beginning was... He was before the beginning began. He was before the word was was. He has always been God. Always will be God. He lacks nothing. Whether I live or die doesn't make him... You see, you need to get this. Sometimes people dare God. And they say, if there is God, let him strike me dead right now. And sometimes when they have said that they don't die. And then they say, look, there is no God. As a matter of fact, if you dare God that let him strike me dead now and you die now, it means he is not God. You know why? It means you are telling him what to do. But you can't tell God when to kill you. When it is right time, he will kill you. So anytime you encounter people who said, and I dared God and nothing happened, remind them that they are not the controllers of God. That is why sometimes God can bless somebody that you think the person shouldn't be blessed. And you think that the person's lifestyle, because he is God. He is God all by himself. He has no counselor. That is why when God decides he's lifting you up, it doesn't matter if your boss likes it or not. He will lift you up. God decides he's lifting you up. It doesn't matter if somebody likes you or not. He will lift you up. He doesn't need to consult anybody. It is to this God that we bring our worship. What's your name, handsome man? Are you married? Let me advertise you. So this is the point. Don't blush, don't blush. Just keep a straight face because right now you can be discovered. The point is this, that anytime that Joseph plays this, don't make a mistake to think that you are doing, you are playing a gig. Because if it is about how, how good it sounds, then Kojuanchi can do better and his team. And so uncovered, you went to uncovered. Did that don't grow for? <laughs> there, are, there are bishops that when the song is playing, they watch here and watch here when the church members are there. Like, <laughs> but if it is about excellence in play, now they have to play excellent, but the point is that if it's about that, then you have failed. The issue is that anytime you touch this, it's your worship to God. Anytime you sit here, it's your worship to God. If it's about exciting us, you have failed. It's to excite him. So that when your favorite worship leader is not the one leading, you don't tune yourself off the worship. Say, oh, as for sister so-and-so, you are not here because of sister so-and-so. As a matter of fact, you don't need her to tune you. You have to come in. You, you, you have to come in with your worship. You have to come in with your heart. Oh, I'm looking forward to you manifest your million dollar and still come here and give God a dance that nobody has ever seen before. I'm expecting that as the Lord lifts you up, your worship is also lifted. He said, you shall worship the Lord your God. Oh, I've not seen you this year. Now I'm seeing the guy.
it is better he is doing it in the house of God. And it is better it's not out of the flesh, but in the spirit. Because I'm looking at, many years ago I saw people and, and, and rushing to an Alpha Blondie concert from my neighborhood. Now I grew up in Accra Central. And, and, and from my neighborhood, people were rushing to, to go to Alpha Blondie. Alpha Blondie. And when they heard he was coming, people were saving money. I still don't understand the song again. But we're saving money to go to Alpha Blondie. And they will sweat. Ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to be by them if they lift your hands. When you serve the Lord, worship the Lord. Ashes, when you stand at the gate, greet us. You stand there, it's worship. There is no music, but it's worship. You are not there because pastor is mandating you per se. The respect you are giving to him is because it's unto the Lord. So that everything you do in the house of the Lord, some of you perhaps will come to church and you have to stay here till late because you are assigned to do something. Listen to me, please. There are some who blew themselves up with bombs because they claimed they were worshipping. And they thought that they will have 70 virgins. Why should you even be going to heaven with canal mind? They thought. Jesus said there will not be any marriage in heaven. There are people, listen, listen, listen. This is not a time, it's not about criticizing anybody. It's about you taking your worship of God. There are some of us, you must understand that the children that you are serving is your worship to God. He said, you shall serve the Lord your God with your might. Worship is work. It means if you are part of the choir, you should come to church and worship till you feel tired when you are going. If it's really work, when you go to work and you go back, you are called church workers. When you come to work and you go back, you should feel tired. And then he said, you shall serve the Lord, you shall love the Lord your God with all your soul. Talking about your mind, your will, and your intellect. uh, Your will and your emotions. You shall serve the Lord your God with all your soul. It means whilst you are in church, your mind is stayed on God. I've seen this before. Worship is going on, the songs are going on, but somebody is timing some lady at the corner. I know that person is not in this church. I'm talking about the other church. Sometimes you come to church and you are distracted. Listen, God sent me here to come tell you. He wants 100% worship. Your mind is stayed on him mind is stayed on him. Your emotions are involved. Years ago, there was a lady that was coming to our church. The husband was not a member of our church. I kept inviting him, inviting him. One of the times he came to church right after he came to see me. Why? Because whilst his wife was worshiping, he was watching. And the wife was shedding tears and worshiping. I didn't see it. I'm standing in the front. After the service, he came to see me and said, oh, I thought he was coming to talk about how powerful the service was. He said, my wife. She was worshipping. No, 
And there are some of us when we see people so much involved in the worship and shed tears, we think they are doing too much. But you don't understand. Oh. (laughs) If you have been in something and the Lord delivered you. (laughs) What is our about seven people. These guys, the flight they rented, they didn't get. So, but we have to go. So, the available machine. Apparently, this thing was an old machine that has been re-sprayed. <laughs> Me too, because of where I come from, I've, I stood by the plane and took selfie. <laughs> I didn't know that that was going to be for my obituary. <laughs> the first person I sent the WhatsApp to was my wife. Check me out. <laughs> we are not flying commercial. I really wish that there was a video camera that would have captured the way I walked into the jet. Sat in with the excitement flying and I slept and I had I don't know I don't even know whether my relatives were flying that night we just said boom Master, from the sleep I burst into tongues I knew I would go to heaven because right from the sleep Prophet Daniel Awusenya was on the flight. I just saw the prophet just prophesy by force. 
We will arrive safe. We will arrive. The... For about 30 minutes, we kept praying in tongues. The co-pilot came and told us, oh, they just, uh, it was a cloud. When I got there, you see, sometimes there are many things we take for granted. Have you ever been sick of a sickness and you didn't know how you were going to survive till the next day? And sometimes it's amazing, all your nice prayers are lost. But the Lord. Uh, but the Lord. When you understand it that way, I didn't need music to give God worship. We had to do an emergency landing in Lubumbashi. We're going to Kinshasa. But we had to land in Lubumbashi. And when we landed and I got down, started praying in tongues, giving God. And I realized that people were not telling us the truth. The pilot was just calming us down. So, you know, relax, you know. And I started. Then we encountered one guy and we're talking. And he was talking about one Russian air, airplane that has played no titoy in the Congo forest. The, the plane. <laughs> Play no flyers in my brain. <laughs> If anybody saw my actions when I got out, maybe for somebody it was animated. But leave me alone. You have no idea where I have come from. And please, let's be Christians who allow people to worship. If you are not worshiping that way, just leave them to worship. That is what church is meant to be. It's amazing. The scripture says, when you have eaten and you are full, because when you say, that's the Greek for when you have eaten and you are full. All of a sudden, we become bougie. Because now, we are all putting on some designer stuff. We don't wear the shoes from Kumasi, George Amwa. We wear Georgie Amani. All of a sudden, you've become, you've become this person. That, that does Accra, London, Accra. But I pray for you. And I pray that you also teach your children that they would know that God deserves 100%. Because if it had not been the Lord, eh, now some of us, we are not better than the folks in your village right now. No, we are not. And isn't it amazing that the transportation to Accra it's something that they could pay, but they are still there. And when you go home and visit, they just say, incredible. And it's amazing. Sometimes you look at some folks, probably they are not born again, and you are. And no matter what you say, they don't want to get born again, but you know that the solution to their problem is getting born again. And yet they are not coming because the God of this world has blinded their minds. But you, the Lord has preserved you. And you still have some kind of, some kind of behavior when you have to give God 100% worship. He said, with all your soul. And then he said, with all. I've gone all the way back like this. He said, with all your heart. With all your heart. Which means you will be spiritual. When you are spiritual, it doesn't matter who is leading the song. 
You see, I am not waiting for you to lead me into worship. I came with a heart of worship. David said, I was glad when they said unto me. Not I was glad when I arrived. Just hearing that it was showers of blessing. I was glad. (laughs) The time has come when you hear showers of blessing, then you start jubilating. You see, when it comes to giving, for example, he said the Lord loves a cheerful giver. If you just explain the word cheerful with the English definition of the word cheerful being that somebody who is perhaps just a little bit happy, you will miss it. Because from the Greek, it speaks of somebody who is hilarious. You know, you know when it is offering time and then it is offering time. Then, <laughs> Did you hear what I just made? A sound like that? You just, Whoa! You, you, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. One thing must be clear. Trust me. No pastor will tell you that resources, financial resources are not needed for this work. But the truth is that the Lord is able to keep his work going. I have never been a member of the Roman Catholic Church. I have never been part of a fundraising in the Roman Catholic Church. But the church has built cathedrals. I have never been a member of the Methodist Church. I've never been a member of the Anglican Church. I've never donated any money. Without my money, they have built schools. Without my money, God will build prayer temple. If you understand it that way, you then understand that it's rather a privilege. Oh... He says that if you will forbid the children from praising me, I will command stones. And it's not just about that. It's about everything that God does in his house. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to be part of the choir. I know it has never happened in this church before that a choir member has left the church. This church, there. But the other church. Not ours. Somebody is singing, then the person gets offended and walks off. And when you, when you walk off, you think that the Lord's song will not be sung? Can I speak some tree here? Let me speak some tree. Walk by me. Ah, sorry, tree. And so, not this church, the other church. You could be standing with a great voice, singing so palatably, and the people are just. But there is somebody with a voice like mine who is singing, saying, But because the heart, and it is with all of the heart, that person is touching the heart of the Father. And the Father. I want to free somebody whose voice is like a cockroach voice. Because sometimes you hold on to your worship thinking you will be offending the person standing by you. But you came to meet with God and not with the person by your side. 
give God a reason to heal you. Uh, some of us, your waste is not beneficial to God. It is only beneficial to you. So if you have a problem with your waist, God wouldn't have a reason to heal you. You don't dance. In church, you don't dance. Wherever you dance, I don't know. But in church, you don't dance. Give God a reason. Listen, you are privileged to be serving the true God. Others have not seen the light, but they are faithfully serving in shrines. They wake up faithfully serving in shrines because they've not seen the light. <laughs> Collecting yams, they've not seen the light. Collecting goats, they've not seen the light. They are being baited by goat soup. Because they give the blood to the gods and keep the meat. But they've not seen the light. And you have seen the light. One of the ones that I can't stand is a young person who is not crazy for God. This is your time. I visited my father today. My father is 90 years. Thank you for the wow because it's in the genes. My father (laughs) is 90 years. And he was telling me because his eyes are dim. And he was telling me that he's had an advert about a surgical uh, 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 procedure that could help me to regain his sight. And he said to me, if he could see once more. And I was asking myself in my mind, what does he want to see? He's seen everything. He's seen Kwame Nkrumah. He's seen, he's seen everything. He knows Akufado when he was a small boy. He's seen everything. But he wants to see once more. Do you want enough reasons before you can give God worship? Your eyes are okay. You want the Lord to give you a salary of 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 before you can dance? He has given you what money cannot buy. I know my message might be simple to you, but that is what I brought to you today in this conference. That your worship would change. He wants your heart more than what is in your pocket. But the truth is, if you do not have your entire heart for him, then you can't give him what is in your pocket. Then when somebody st- stands up to come and sow a seed, you get worried. And there are people who think somebody is sowing to him, dear, dear, dear. I know Kwano about Kwano. Often you to my daddy. Am I preaching? Am I preaching? Dear, dear, no Kwaba Kobasa. Often you know to my daddy. Baby, or you know, one one uh, ask and when the prophetic word comes, leave the person. We came here to please him. I'm going to ask you to stand, and you're going to give God, listen, worship.
That is 100%. If you feel like kneeling down, and pastor, today is second night. You give me five more minutes. Second night. 100% worship. No, I'm 99%. You're going to give God. Listen, I want you to do something you've never done before in your worship. You don't need to have enough vocabulary. You are just going to be grateful to him. Thankful. Count your blessing. Has he delivered you before? Has the Lord been good to you? How many of us started this year and you had enough money to live on to today? I know some of you had. I'm talking about the other people. The Lord. I have a very good friend. They're actually family friends. Blessed. The ones you call blessing. My friend, the man, fell ill. Prayed with him. We were all like, you'll be fine. And he was fine. He kept going to the hospital. They had four cars in the house. Three of them are four by four and one seven. They live in their own house. They are blessed. Blessed, blessed. Business is going fine. And one sick and they are Christians. Prayerful. And one sickness comes. keeps going, keeps going. The next thing we hear was that the problem was with his kidneys. Keeps going for dialysis. Keeps going. And every money, these are people who, who have, they plan their lives, investments. Whatever. Every money they have here and there, here and there. One day I wept. And the reason why I wept was I went to the house and all the cars have been sold. Because when the enemy hits you in some areas, you realize that the cars are nothing. All the cars have been sold. Just so that and some of us, you're walking, you don't even know where your kidney is. Now stop pretending, I'm talking to you. you. You don't even know whether your kidneys are under your armpit. All you know is that the Lord is your healer. They sold things, sold property. And they were left with four plots of land somewhere. And then they decided that they would sow it as a seed. Because they've sold everything. Everything. They've sold everything just to keep the kidneys supported. Planning to go for surgery. They said, no, we will not sell this one to you for the kidney. We will give it to God in the midst of that. this matter occurred which year is this? So this matter occurred about nine years ago and he is still around. He is healthy. But I said this to make a point. I'm not saying bring your land. I said it to make a point. That some of us you think your lack of money is a problem. There is something worse than you being unemployed. If something hits your health, you will realize God has been good to you all the time that you were healthy.
for about three minutes of time, you are going to worship. Are you ready? It is with no song, just play something. I want you to prepare your heart right now. Just begin to thank him for your life. Thank him for your family. 